Kitch. Yo. Listen, this is uh, take number forty-seven. So I don't know. I don't know if we're starting the podcast right now, but we'll, let's go with it. Let's just pretend like we're going to run this podcast. Awesome. Uh, listen, no Dano. Uh, he's working on his on his entry into the podcast. So that's why he's uh, he's not with us. He's still working on the entry. Uh, so it's you, me, and then. Well, we thought we were going to producer John, but that's that's not happening either. But we'll just talk about his his nuptials, and that'll be good. He won't be able to say anything, and it'll be, per- it'll be just like his marriage. He won't be able to say anything. It'll be perfect. Um, yeah, all right, by Kitch. The way, by the way, guys, I got married this weekend. By the way, hey, I know hey, it was I got very, married the weekend. Gave to me very last minute. Threw it out there saying, and I was like, I had no chance to talk to him. You know what? Unlike all your other buddies, John, I would have pulled you aside and said, "Listen, let's just talk about it. Let's just let's just break this down. Make sure everything's okay." Did she coerce you to do it? Is this that a, is it a mutual thing? Like, just we could have talked about it. But anyways, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, all right, Kitch, listen. Quick recap of the wraps before we start breaking down games here. Um, you go, and then I'll go. But and that, what we've talked about since our last, uh, or what we saw since our last uh, pod. Wow, are we ever entertaining team to watch? I, I am loving watching the Raptors this year. I, our defense that leads to fast break points. We got to be near the top of the league in that. Our ball movement is fantastic. Our perimeter shooting has, I'd say, exceeded expectations. Um, we're not afraid to take the ball to the hoop, so the guys are going to the hoop. Siakam, bona fide all-star this year. Uh, great, great start to the season. I am I am jacked up. I am, I've been this jacked up for the Raptors in a long time. All right, well, let me let me mute that for you for just a second. All right? Let's not get <laughs> let's not get too carried away here. Uh, listen, they they are fun to watch. And I was talking to Brock today on the golf course, and we did. I said it was like it, it's nice to know that we have a team. It's probably not going to get run out of the gym too many nights. Like we're going to compete. We're going to be good. Um, but obviously, still still a few gaps. But yeah, I mean, listen. Oh my God, I cannot believe you're talking about a bona fide All Star NCAA. Think about where we were a year ago. By the way, speaking of which, I lost fifty bucks to Bobby. Bobby's like, Dad, you owe me fifty bucks. I'm like, for what? And he said, remember the bet you made last year that Siakam would not be on the roster to start this season? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I did. I totally made that bet. And look, you know what? He's going to be on our roster for the next 25 years. That's, how, that's how great he is playing right exactly. now. Exactly. Um, so, listen, I, I agree. I mean, if you go from the Philly game, game one of Philly, the Philly series, where I thought, I actually thought that was probably the best game I've seen them play start to finish in a very, very long time. Then to the Friday night where they were a train wreck, but let's, we'll talk about Friday in a second. And then to last night where again, I was like, that's probably the second best game uh, start to finish. I've seen them play in in a very long time. So, yeah, I mean, I think as the season gets, uh, you know, sort of squared away here a little bit and we get comfortable, we get a rotation. Yeah. I mean, it, it has to be positive. Like we are, we are a very good basketball team. The question is a few questions for me. So let's, let's start there. Uh, and let's, let's get it out of the way. OG, uh, we shit on him a week ago. And I would say since then, uh, I mean, he didn't hit us our, our player prop over in the first game, but no, no, in the lock, the pod lock. Yeah. That's in the pod lock. Yeah. That, uh, but he's been pretty solid. Solid, yeah. Solid, uh, yeah. Solid. I'll give you solid. I won't say great, or I won't say uh, really exceeded. I would say yeah, just been solid. Yeah. But I, you're right. Well, you're the last three games, the last three games, like the, I, I thought we. I went to that Philly game, the first Philly game. Oh my god! Like it was. I I, I said to 
my wife Sue, who I went to the game with, I said that I've never seen the ball move like this, and just the flow. We were in such rhythm in that game, and Embiid had a pretty good game for the for the Sixers, but it didn't matter. We weren't we were not losing that game. Um, yeah, you're bang on. And this, and then the back to back. I don't like. I I I, I do not like these back to backs. I I think, I think you're gonna we're gonna see a ton of splits on the back to backs this year when a team plays. It's just it's hard to get up for the same for a, like you win that first game. It's hard to get up for the next game when you play them again. And the other team is they're right up because they don't lose two in a row to the same team. So it's it's I think it's like double headers in baseball. It's hard to win both. You, you, you split them. I think I disagree. I think that was an anomaly. I think that should have paid dividends. Obviously, the 76ers are not uh, well versed, and I'm. They were saying this with James Harden. Obviously, not well versed in the Toronto nightlife that's available to them. They should be having a great time <laughs> Thursday night. The rail, Zanzibar. Go to the airport, Zanzibar. How old yeah, are you, Zanzibar? It's old school. Uh, so yeah, no, I think in Toronto that should that works that should work to our benefit. But actually, I like the idea of a series. But you know what? I'd even like it if it was even better. The next day, no game in between. Let's go back to back, like baseball. Yeah, yeah. I'd be totally okay with that. Um, all right, listen, let's talk defense because that to me is what's standing out right now. Even in the game, uh, even the Philly game that we lost, what got us back into that where we kind of had a chance. We get to within six. Yep. The D is rock solid. Like everybody. Seems invested. Look yep. at our boy Siakam. Yeah. Last night, the number of times he was in the defensive position guarding either Murray or uh, Trey Young and just sort of invested and engaged, like it was, it was awesome to see. And I think if we keep bringing that, uh, then that's what's going to keep, like, I, I still think we have some scoring issues, but that will keep us in the large majority of games. It's tenacious. Like last, so last night, we were kind of going basket for basket with Atlanta, going back and forth. And then all of a sudden, we were up by 10, and it was all defensive steals. So we'd, we'd, we'd steal four or five in a row, it seems like, score, and then we'd trade baskets again, and then and the defense would, would go in another little bit of a run. It, it was all led by the defense. We'd, we'd get a steal and a fast-break basket, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it is, it, it is, it's awesome to watch. It's like a college team. We're, we're like a college team. Well, it, it was a little bit college we, we sort of picked him up a little bit at half quarters and then, you know, like just kind of flying all around. And again, to OG's credit, right? I mean, he had six steals last night, which is a shit ton in an NBA basketball for one guy to get. That's a ton of steals. Yeah, yeah it uh, is. And so he was kind of flying around. Defend- Scotty Barnes, well, listen, I think you can make an argument that Barnes, OG, and I actually think Gary plays underrated D, right? Mm-hmm. Like they are three fairly tough defenders and they can actually guard um, a, a you know sort of a quick speedy uh, ball handler, and yep. the other thing I would say is I don't know if we're going to see too many teams because I really do believe this with us, and, and we're going to talk about Fred here in a second because it's even it was maybe even more apparent last night with that lineup we were showing. Was there ever a time that we didn't have a guy on the ball who really couldn't stay in front of that person? Like Murray's great and he's fast and that sort of thing, and he went by a couple. But I'm telling you, defensively, one we've got. I bet you in the league we've got more guys one through five who can guard one through five. Yeah, right. I I I'd agree. I agree entirely. Yeah, which, which has to be considered a huge, huge advantage. And apparently, uh, I don't know. I think it was Brock and telling me that he was listening to um, the Atlanta feed at one stage uh, last night, and they were just like, "What do you do with this team? Like yeah. they're just long, athletic. They're all over the place, and they're like they." They pounce on turnovers, right? It's a fast yeah. break. It's like old school Lakers. 
Yeah, so I listened to the whole Atlanta feed because I was on oh, NBA, right, NBA in yeah. Florida, and uh, yeah, it was Bogdanovich was actually on for half the game. So they had him doing the doing the color because oh, the other guy was right. away for half the game for some reason. Yeah, and uh, and like they just kept saying, yeah, like they, this team doesn't go away. It's pesky Toronto, and they were talking. We don't like coming to Toronto. They're so pesky. They're tough to play with. They're tough to beat. Like he was basically saying what we've been saying is is nobody wants to come to this town. Like they just. And and they don't feel good about coming, and they don't feel good that they're going to win when they come to Toronto. So yeah, it was a uh, it was very apparent on the on the Atlanta feed. Well, all right. So listen, here we go. Remember a little word association from last week. Here we go again. All right. First things first. Freddie Van Vliet. He was broken last year at the end of the season. So you think you figure okay, all off season, off season, he'll come back. He'll and to be four or well, five games in. And now he's feeling the ailments of what set him back last year. That is a that's a red flag. That is a oh boy, we have to grind this injury out. Like I, 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 I I'm thinking it's a lot of what he had last year. And if it is, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that, those prospects for the year. But if we play like we did last day without him, I don't know. We need him based on last day. Well, you know what? So this is where I was going with it, right? Yeah. I mean, look at that lineup we put out there, and I was so thrilled. They did not put children of the corn Malachi out there just to, to replace them, right? <laughs> we went with a bigger lineup, yep. and all of a sudden it's like, Jesus! Now we are now we're guarding everybody. I mean, Freddie is a good off-ball defender, right? Gets a ton of steals, but because he's smart, that sort of thing. But one-on-one, you put Trey Young oh, in front of Freddie, you put like they're they're blowing by him. Max right? killed him. I think. I think. Our best defensive unit now is clearly when he's not on the floor, even though I think he's a solid defender, smart defender. That's what, but as far as on the ball, he's not, he's not a top defender. No. So and the guys, and the guys lick their chops like Malachi, not Malachi, yeah, Maxi. Maxi played for the Sixers oh, came at him. He Tyrese, just ate him yeah. up. He just, he just said, okay, I got, I got Freddie uh, cover me. I'm going to the hoop. And I think that's the knock on Freddie. The guys are saying, you know what? I'm just going to take one power step and go to the hoop against Freddie now because he's not super quick. And uh, he's good at reaching in oh. and getting the ball, but if you go buy him, he can't. He can't reach in. He's already buy you. Hey, listen, and I just want everyone to know, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the Fred right here. I, I love know. Fred. He's your. Right? I'm loving Fred, but I, I'm again. I'm going to come back to you, and uh, you know what? I hope maybe maybe it's a temporary passport he got with his new Canadian citizenship. Maybe it's not. A, maybe it's not a permanent one. I don't know. <laughs> one week later. Uh, one week later. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I, I, I know we're not going to trade him this year, but it comes back again to. I don't think he's a max player. If we can get him for the right price and plug him in, then I think Fred's an awesome player. But I think last year's thing is him being an all-star or an upper echelon guard. It's not. It's not who he is. It just. Yeah. It just isn't. Uh, yeah. And I. And I think last night again, one game samples not not big enough. Um, but if he's out for here for a few games and we continue to play that defensive energy and continue to score and gets more people some shots like Scotty Barnes. Now listen, Scotty Barnes five for nine from threes last night, made three in on the first quarter. Not sure we can expect that to keep happening. <laughs> right? But yeah. good ball movement. Not, not that Freddie stops the ball movement. I just I I think he's limited. And I think uh and I mean that in a he's a really good basketball player, but not that upper echelon, and therefore that limits us to maybe what what Masai and Nurse want to do? Yeah, and who, so who who do you think had their best game of the season last night? Uh, that's a good question. Who had their? Um, I, I, oh, Scotty. We, Scotty. Well, Scotty. Scotty, Scotty. Scotty had his best game of the season at last night. Like he just he just he well he made the shots obviously, but 
he controls the tempo on the court. Like when he's out there, he makes everybody play a tougher defense. He moves, makes sure the ball moves in offense. He makes sure picks are being set. And I think he defaults a bit to Freddie when Freddie's on the court. And I think last night when Freddie's off the court, I think Shagum said, "Okay, I'm going to take I'm going to take this over tonight. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to run the ship." And I've always said this since day one: we are a better team when Scott when Scotty's controlling things on the basketball court because I think he gets everybody else around him to play better. Again, listen, small sample, one game sample size. Well, we say one game sample size. Don't forget they won they won two games without him last year in the playoffs. Yep. Um, so again, it's, but the NBA is all about positioning. It's like, how is he being positioned? If he's being positioned as this upper echelon, I'm an all-star, I'm a starter, I get my 18 shots a game. Then I, again, I don't love that version of Freddie necessarily. If mm-hmm. he's, you know what? I'm a, I'm a solid basketball player. I'm a bit of a role guy, or I'm going to be the third or fourth option. Then I think we're, I think that's a good space too for him. Mm-hmm. But I, but it's tough, right? I mean, he went from, he's not going to accept that role overnight. And I don't think even the, the, um, the organization is going to ask that of him just yet, but I'm just telling you right now, we need to watch this as a storyline. Are we a better basketball team when he's not, uh, you know, option one, a or one B. Yep. Yep. Bring him off the bench. Bring him off the bench. (laughs) Well, you know what? Listen, I still think, I still think, uh, our best lineup will be with uh, Gary coming off the bench. I really do. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Gary's a starter for us. So I think when Freddie does come back, and you look at some of that length that we had up there, and then here's my next. Here's my next association. But we'll get like uh, Gary's got to come off the bench. Otto Porter. Hmm. My verdict's still out. I don't have a. I don't have a feel yet. What do you? What do you? What do you? Well, I'm worried. Like, well, I'm worried. I'm just sitting there going. All right, based on what we saw last night, based on what we've seen the last three games, mm-hmm. right? But now with Boucher back, who's playing pretty rock solid yep. in a somewhat defined role, still maybe jacks up the occasional three I don't love. But yep. whose minutes, whose minutes are, are is Otto going to take? Like that's where I, that's what I don't see. Like look at like a Chua last night, only had about eighteen minutes mm-hmm. um, after coming off of a monster game against Philly. Uh, where I thought, oh geez, maybe this is going—he's going to reestablish himself in the rotation. But I think, I think that six through nine is like we're going to go with what we with what we uh, feels the right play for tonight. And I just don't know whose minutes is he going to take. And he was sort of our—he's our shooter though, isn't he? signing. He's our shooter though, isn't he? Like he's our—he's our perimeter shooter. Yep. So that's what his role. Is, I think but what does, does that mean? Role. Like he's forty percent. He's forty-two percent from the corner. Like he's a great corner three-point shooter. Yeah. yeah. He's a and he's a solid defender, but I'm just sitting there going right now: Is he going to get eight minutes a game, or is he going to get 24 minutes a game? Right. Well, if it's, if it's if it's not broken, don't try to fix it. So yeah, yeah, he'd be probably eight minutes when he starts, maybe ten at most, and then uh, and then inevitably we're going to get some injuries. So he's going to be the injury guy. When when we get an injury guy, he might play 24 minutes then, or or, or, or even well, 30. yeah. So. I mean, you think about Thad Young not playing at all, right? So he's out of the rotation, which, by the way, he should be. But again, I think it's what it speaks to. The Porter Juniors, the Thad Youngs, might be those guys that are just going to get us through the season and yeah. never be part of that. that eight man. Or or who knows? A Boucher could not be part of the, the playoff rotation, yeah. and a Porter could be, right? Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. So, and who knows? I just, if, we, if we sell the farm for a, for, a, for a player, if we go to pick up some trade deadline franchisee player, then Porter might be a guy because we might have to give up two or three of the starters to get, to get that guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, 
Could be, yeah. I mean, I, I, the nice thing is I think we've got a ton of options coming, and I think the trade yeah. dynamics as we get closer to it, we might be having some serious conversations about, okay, what could we package here yeah. for something that, that helps us? But my last word association, and it's going to be Siakam, and I'm going to put it in the context of is he really going to that next level? Is he making that jump this year where is you know, is he a legitimate top 15 guy that you can count on night in, night out? Because right now, seven games in, I would say he's certainly trending in that direction. Yep. Yeah, his confidence, the confidence is 120%. Like he is. Yeah. Really that game, the, the Philly game that I went to, Tucker was covering him. And he was, he was Tucker, who's one of the best defenders in the league, he was just annihilating him. And then he was trash-talking the heck out of him. I've never seen Siakam be that fired up trash-talking somebody. And he was right in Tucker's face. All the way back. Every time you make a basket, you'd be back in Tucker's face, just yipping at him. And I was like, "Wow, that's a, that's not a Siakam for a, that I that I'm used to for before." So I think, I think is, and I, I, we've always said he's had the skill set, but he's kind of lacked the confidence. Um, I think he's got. I think he might have got the mental part of the game. And I, you guys said, what should, "What should Siakam do in the offseason?" I said, "See a psychiatrist." I think he's seen one, and I think he, I think he's going to be there. I think he's mentally, mentally tough now. Yeah, and he may have seen two or three. Who yeah. knows? I, I mean, yeah. Um, I, I, listen, I agree. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised if he has got them. If he's gone over the mental hurdles, which it, you know indications are now, he seems like you said extremely confident. Um, I think he gets for sure now. He is the guy. Like, and maybe before he didn't believe that. Maybe he thought it was Freddie. Maybe he thought I, I don't know what. But I think he definitely believes he's the guy, um, and he's playing like it. He's making some shots. Shooting the ball from three decently again now. I mean, still free throws are a bit. I, I still worry about his free throws, but um, he, I, yeah, I think I, I just I can't not be happier with how he's come out of the gates here, especially yep. after a guy who said in the off season, "Hey, I want to be the guy. I think I'm a top five guy." It might be a bit of a stretch, but he's kind, he's backing up whatever he's got. Like so, that's that's like that's half the battle. Yeah, right? believe in it. Yeah, I agree, especially with him. He's got the skill, just he's got to have the mind, and the mind, I think, is there this year. All right, last one quickly. I forgot I forgot uh, who I'm in love with, by the way. Could be my all-time favorite Raptor. Like Johnny last year when he said four games in, yeah. Barnes' favorite. Coloco could be my all-time favorite Raptor. I love him. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think he's a steal, and I think he's going to get only – I think he's going to be awesome. He's, he's, like, he is solid. If you look at him, he's – much bigger than than a lot of the big guys. Like he just he he dwarfs uh, Boucher from a size standpoint. He is he is oh like I, I was surprised totally. when I saw him, when I saw him live. I'm like holy crap! And, and Sue said to me, she goes, "Look how cut Coloco is. Like he's a he's a solid dude, and he's only going to get a little bit bigger. He's going to fill out a little bit. And I think underneath he is going to be a presence presence. He's he knows how to cut to the basket. He's just he's a smart basketball player. Has a little bit of trouble sometimes with with." With maybe a two foot or something, but that's what Precious had problems with last year, and seems to have yeah. sort of nicked that. So I think uh, I think this kid will be uh, something that we will be happy to have underneath in in a couple of years time. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, it, just he's a specimen. Like he is a beast, and he's going to get bigger. I think he's got relatively decent footwork, and I think the only the only thing I would say of a negative him right now, like you said, he I just think he's a little bit unsure of himself. Yeah. Right. I don't know if he knows that he's supposed to be out there dominating, you know, and dunking the ball. I, I just, I, I think, I, I think that's going to come with a little bit more time and experience. I mean, I was kind of surprised when they started him last night. Like mm -hmm. that's not the lineup I expected with Freddie out, but I loved it. 
Yeah, I thought it was I, pretty I like, solid. I do like that one. I do like that lineup. I like that better than the other one, actually. I do. Yeah, I'm telling you, we we are. This is. I agree. Now listen, we're tough out. No one wants to play us. They don't like coming to Toronto. I get all that. However, let's not forget about that game in between, uh, which was that second Philly game. I mean, we were we were bad. Freddie was. That's probably the worst game we're going to see Freddie play. Yeah, uh, but eight. I did think it's spoke to some of over. But I think it spoke to some of our overall weaknesses too, right? Like we have a couple guys who are off, and we don't have a ton elsewhere to, to pick it up. Like our engine is Scotty, it is Siakam, it is Freddie, mm-hmm. and with those guys aren't moving, it's not like we've got that instant offense coming off the bench to sort of get us through some of those lows. Cause we went through, it was a five to six, seven minute stretch. We didn't score a field goal in that game. Yeah. And I do think that's the, that's the one underlying issue that I think we're going to be facing throughout the course of the season. Can we address at the trade deadline? Is Porter Jr. an answer to like, maybe, right. But that's the only thing I just think, I still don't think we have that um, automatic scoring night in night out. Well, I think, I think the Raptors found this Anzabar in the rail. They they played the best game they of the have. year. They went the best game of the year. They went out after the the big win. And uh, yeah, the second game. I I still I don't like the back to backs. We're all for two. We're like what we're both both we 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 have split both of them so far this year. We'll what? reassess the end of the year. But I I just I just don't I don't think mentally. And they say they will, and they go, oh, yeah, we're going to do it. But I just don't think mentally guys get up after they beat them. Beat them well, human game. nature too, right? Embiid was out, and then he was like, oh, Embiid's out, right? Like, yeah, he dominated yeah. with Embiid. So I think there's yeah. some of that shit going on. And then you know what? They're Let's not forget about Maxi. Maxi was awesome. Yeah. But if Maxi scored, right. if Maxi scored thirty the first game, then he's not scoring thirty. Like he, he was, like he was, he was most fired up guy to win that game because yeah. we'd won the night before. So that, that I'm, I'm going to struggle with that throughout the year. I think. All right. Well, listen. Seven games in. So just so we're clear on this too uh, for our listeners. I think Kitch and I are both on the over forty six and a half. Yep. So if you win four to seven games over eighty two games, do you know how many wins that gets you? No, I, I can't. I remember, I couldn't figure out your math last week, so I can't remember this. But, well, I I got it. I and I liked it. That's right. Fifteen game segments. We're halfway through our first fifteen game segment, and we're four and three. I love it. Uh, but that will get you to forty six point eight wins. If you win Woo. four out of every seven, that's a winner. All right. All right. I don't know. Bet three sixty five is going to pay me at forty eight point six wins or forty six point eight wins, but that's a winner. Four four out of every seven, we win. Perfect. Perfect. We've had a tough well, schedule. That's the, that's, yeah. that's the hard yeah. math. Um, all right. Listen. I am drinking uh, the Kool Aid. Kool Aid's out. And I'm drinking it. I know. I am too. Which is which scares me a little bit. Like I'm looking for, for shit. Yeah. For like for, I want to shit on them, especially for you. Yeah. It scares me for sure. I told. Yeah. I want to shit on somebody. Well, I'll tell you what. We shit on Nick Nurse a little bit last week, and I'll tell you the Raptors TikTok Nation. Uh, yeah. We, we Deno and I took it on the chin. <laughs> we know what we're talking about. Clearly, we've never coached. That's what he's supposed to do. And this belief, oh my God, the Raptors community, woe is me, that we get no calls compared to all the other teams out there. There's a total, like, the refs, the NBA doesn't like Canada. They're still pissed we won in 2019. We get no calls. Nurse has no option. And I was like, oh my God. We, we, we might want to get a little thicker skin out there, Canada. Jesus. Cold. It's cold. It's good. I know. As, as we, as I uh, pod from Bermuda and you pod from Florida. About, yeah, I know. But listen, I'll be, I'll be in Canada on Thursday. Um, all right. Quickly. Other NBA news. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just hit There's the wires. Big, Just hit the wires. Just hit the wires. You, you go. go ahead, Bart. You go. Oh, first. you're going to go. All right. Our boy. Nash. Our Canadian boy. Our Canadian boy, Nash. Nash. So he's, uh, 
He's uh, he's been mutually excused excused from from the Nets. So they didn't say he was fired, and he didn't say he quit, but he's been mutually excused. And I can tell you, I'm guessing he's got a massive smile on his face tonight, thinking I am done with this train wreck. That's that that's my that's my take. Like, does does he want any part of this? There's he probably sees the carnage out there, and uh, and the only and like we we respect him. The only thing I read today that that question a bit and and I kind of put credit credence in this is uh, Seth Curry came out and he said uh yeah it's like last year for this team it was, it was just like we were playing pickup ball like we didn't really have any set plays and structure we just kind of went out and played so that was kind of an indirect uh carve I say to Nash from Seth saying yeah how about running some structure on the offense so we know, or in defense and know what we're doing as opposed to just sort of running around playing pickup ball so I don't know if that's true or not but I if it was Durant or Irving say it, I wouldn't take it for granted. But as Seth Curry said, I'm like, well, maybe. Maybe then. Maybe he wasn't coaching to well, the team. Okay. So maybe that's true. But I think you I think you could probably make that argument with a lot of teams in the NBA. Like, even the Raps. Like, I'm not, I'm not convinced every time they're coming down the court that they're running some sort of set offense. I think there's concepts. Yep. Uh, I think there's uh, – Certain times you go, okay, we're going to run, we're going to run this for Freddie. We're going to run it for Pascal. But outside of that, there's a lot of come down, dribble, see what I can do. Oh, nothing. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. When that happens, I know if I'm so and so, I got to be in the corner because he might kick it out to me. That's not a set play. That's a concept. Yeah. But I think this, I think this goes back to the whole culture. Durant hired Nash, right? Yeah. That's exactly what has happened. Durant said, yeah. I want this guy to be my coach. And the organization said, whatever you want, Kevin. Yeah. And then this summer, Durant's pissed. I don't want Nash to be my coach. I don't want you to be my GM. Like it, their culture has created this. And now it looks like a shit show. Seven games in, you've come to this agreement. Seven games in. Now, yeah. maybe Nash held the line and said, get Kyrie off my floor with his anti Semitic, uh, you know, issues or the shit that he pulled. And maybe they said, no, we're not going to do that. And he said, well, then I'm, I'm at, who knows? Maybe there's, yeah. we'll find out more about it. But seven games in, after everything you went through this summer where you met with Durant, you guys are supposed on the same page and you come out and you fire this guy now, like the Nets are a disaster. They are, oh. they're making James Dolan of the Knicks look like a genius. <laughs> and that's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. That is hard to, like, I, I, I think it was an untenable situation as soon as they brought Durant back and trying to make it work. And then Kyrie clearly remains the cancer. So Nash was in a no-win situation, but it's not going to help him when Seth Curry comes out and says, oh, yeah, I'm not really sure this guy was uh, was on top of everything. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone's going to blame him for this situation. I think he's going to get a pass going, hey, you're in the worst situation in the league. But this isn't going to help. I, I'm not sure he'll be uh, the first in line for the next job either. No, no, I don't think so. And maybe he might not even want it. No one, no one he's experienced here. Oh but seven, God. seven games in, like, or, like, yeah, we all said, oh, how long will, how long till Kyrie does something stupid, like halfway through the season or just for the playoffs? No, seven games in, and he's already yeah. created, he's already created an incident again that is going to be toxic to the organization. Like, well, he does that, and then they fire the coach. Like to me, that's again, that's the exact wrong message. It should have been, listen, Durant and Kyrie. I don't care. We can go 0 and 82. Nash is going to be our coach going into next year. Like, there's no way he should have been the fall guy for this. Now, the, again, we might hear more about this when they talk about this mutual. Uh, maybe Nash just went and said, "Listen, I'm out. Yeah. Right? I want my money, but I'm out." Yeah. Who knows? Right. And that, I, and that, I can that see that. And I, I, I wouldn't blame that. for that either. Oh God, no. God, no. I don't know what he and does. I, but he gets Simmons. Simmons, who's who's getting on the court now. He, he's he's just horrific on offense. Like he is like a. 
deer in headlights in offense. He can't wait to pass the ball when he's on offense. Oh. That's your that's your top. That's one of your top three players. You got you got uh, what, a, what a, oh they were in the in the whole in the league now. Those guys are playing. Oh, you know, I wrote it down. It was it was crazy. So remember how we, how I said we were on the minutes and how many? Yeah, Brooklyn Kyrie is first in the league in minutes played. Durant is fourth, and Royce O'Neal is fifth. So they have the first, fourth, and fifth guy in minutes played per game this year. Those guys aren't young. Durant's not young, young anymore. Kyrie's getting not not overly young anymore. Royce O'Neal, okay, but so they're playing those top three guys, the most minutes in the league, and they're not winning. They're still two and five. With, 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 uh, without those guys, or with those guys, but so that's not a recipe for success. Well, listen. Do you remember when Le'Veon Bell uh, played his last year in Pittsburgh, and because they wouldn't give him a contract, and he wanted an extension, he's like, and they they franchised him, and then they ran him nine hundred times that season because they thought we're never going to have him again on our team. They yeah. might be doing the same thing with Kyrie, and I hope they are. I hope they're sitting there going, "Yeah, we got one year left. This fucker, he's going to yeah. play forty-seven minutes a game." <laughs> I'd be totally okay with that. And we're going to break him down. So he's going to suck next year. You know, so he'll be like, I'd be, they might be doing that. I'd be totally okay with it. That oh, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I hear that disaster. That, it's just, dis, that's just total disarray for that team. And you hear the uh, rumor now they're looking to, uh, they're, they're looking at Udoka as, as the, as the potentially the new coach, like the, the train wreck for Boston who, who slept with somebody in the organization, which, is not allowed and it's going to be released from Boston. And, uh, and the fact that now they want, they, is that the guy you want coming in now? Another guy who's a train wreck to come in. Jesus. Well, I, I can't imagine he, I don't even think he'd want that job. Even he's sitting there going, fuck, I, this would be bad for me. This would still be bad for me. True. Uh, true. Yeah. I, I don't know like that. Yeah. They're a train wreck. I would like to uh, change my pick for them coming out of the East this year. <laughs> uh, Cause they're, uh, you know what? They might be a play-in team. They may not. They may not even. Uh, they may not make the playoffs. They, I think they'll get a play-in game, but they may not make. The oh, playoffs. I don't think. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. I, I think that team is a is a skeleton of what it's going to be come playoff time. I think. I think they're going to be. They're just going to be dumping ship as much as they can. For sure, Durant is going in the trade deadline. I'd say for sure he's going somewhere in the trade deadline. Well, yeah, why not? Might be coming to the Raptors. <laughs> you totally be coming to the Raptors. Oh God! You know what? We put Thad Young, Otto Porter Jr., <laughs> and Malachi Flynn for Kevin Durant. I would do that. No, right we'll now. give OG. Give him OG too. Uh, we'll no, him. no, no way. Too, too bad. But I would do that. I'm on record saying right now: Porter Jr., Thad Young, and Malachi Flynn, straight up for Durant. I make that trade <laughs> right now, and a gazillion dollars on top of that. <laughs> and you know what? And a second round pick somewhere, a conditional second round pick. Well, the other thing is beautiful on the Nets too. The Nets are dead last. So Daniel, thanks to Daniel, send this out today when I read up on it. Nets are dead last in the NBA this season for season ticket sales. Dead oh, last. I you, saw that. I did. You, I did. You see have that. Yeah. you have the top two of the top ten guys probably in the league, and you're dead last. They they jacked their season ticket prices up this year, upwards of fifty percent or more. Like it's they they lost fifty fifty to a hundred million last year as as a team. Uh, so there was a guy that was they said the court, they had courtside seats last year with thirty five hundred dollars a game for a seat. They're now fifty four hundred bucks. So it's an increase of two hundred twenty one thousand for that seat for the season. Like it's and so people just aren't going. Like they say, I'm not paying for this. So the, for a team that lost fifty fifty to hundred million last year, and they they got not the fans are coming back. The team's not showing up. There's no way this team stays together after the trade deadline. deadline. These guys are saying we oh, can't yeah, afford. No, this is, this we is can't over. afford. We can't it's afford. So it's just not only it's a bad team. It's a bad business decision. And uh, I think they'll be 
to be gone. Well, and then look at it. I mean, you had last night, you had, and rightfully so, you had a, a large portion of the Jewish communities who bought great seats that game so they could let Kyrie know what they thought about his, yeah. uh, yeah. his anti-Semitism. Uh, and it, so I thought that was a, but that's not tenable either, right? No. And you got to, and you, and he's an unrestricted free agent. So you've got to trade him. You got to yeah. get rid of him because otherwise and, you get nothing for him. And anti, how do you say anti-Semitism in New York? Like in New York, yeah, there's there's a fairly strong Jewish population in the city in this in the in the state of New York. Oh, <laughs> they're probably the biggest the biggest in the states. It is. And it's bigger North America for sure. And you're gonna be you're gonna be anti that to the like it's just that's just ridiculous. Like that's just would you just, <laughs> would you go straight up Malachi Flynn for Kyrie Irving right now? Nope. nope. Wouldn't make it. Wouldn't pull the trigger. No, I would not want that guy anywhere near my organization. Ooh. Okay, Look at Boston. Yeah. Boston kicked him out. They basically just kicked him out no, and I, got to the I, I got to the finals the next year. Is, is there is there any chance Kyrie Irving goes goes to the market as an unrestricted free agent next year and no one signs him? Is that a possibility? That no one signs him. There might be a point here in the near future where they go they go Irving for Westbrook straight up. Just just move him straight up. No, Durant. Well, like they still got to resign him. Someone has to resign him next year. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you what. But that would be an awesome message. If no one touched him next year. Yeah. Let oh, him yeah. go play in that Spain or something like that. That would be awesome. All right. Listen, we got we to gotta move. You got to pick up Sue from the airport. So we have to, <laughs> we got to move here. I got my, my other favorite my, segment. My other NBA story. So I got another NBA oh. story. I want to just the, the anti-tanking. Off this is off agenda. I, like, I threw it on late, but you didn't you didn't acknowledge it. The, the uh, So I guess... Like so, so we we talked at the end of the season about teams tanking and not uh, not trying for this kid. So I guess this kid, this Victor Wembayan, this they're they're rumoring that he could be the next Lebanon. Yeah, Lebanon. Lebanon. Yeah. Lebanon, is that is. Yeah, he, they're yeah. they're rumoring he could be the next LeBron James. Like, they think this guy is the cream of the crop, once in a decade type player that comes comes yeah. around. So yeah, as we be. thought, we thought okay, teams would be tanking to try to get this. The tanking teams aren't tanking. Like you look at teams like uh, Utah. Who traded Mitchell? Traded Bogdanovich? Traded Gobert? They're five and two, and they've beaten the Nuggets, the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, the Grizzlies. Grizzlies like, twice, like that. They they've been beating good teams with a, a, a roster that is just a bunch of young guys. And same with uh, what's the other team that's out? San Antonio. San Antonio's got a bunch of young guys in their team. They're knocking off these guys. OKC beat the Clippers twice, and the, they won a back-to-back against the Clippers. So I, I'm I love it for the NBA. It's guys saying, "No, I don't. I don't want this new guy coming in to re- take take my job and replace what I do. I uh, I'm I'm going to try my my darndest out there to make sure this team wins." And yeah, it's great. I'm I'm loving that. No teams are mailing it now. As the season goes on, and they start to get injured, and the injuries become long, it'll start to trend that way. But yeah, I'm well, I'm ha- happy with it now for sure. I, I think teams like Utah. I'm sure Danny Ainge is not thrilled about this, but you can't no. tell these guys not to compete, right? Like you just yeah. can't. You can't lay down the way maybe Philadelphia did many many years ago, and in, in the process portion of it. But what you can do is you can start to trade away the parts, right? You can just start and get not much in return for it. That, yeah. So, and I think that's what Utah. I think. Well, and if I'm Utah, I'm actually okay with it right now. I don't like the fact that I bet them under 24 and a half wins. That doesn't seem very good right no, now. No. Uh, the trades, the trade soon. We need to trade. Yeah, soon. but they're going to break that team up. Like that's why last week when I put the Clarkson trade for us, like I don't know. Like I think that's I think those types of players will become available that you can get at relatively reasonable prices. And I think that's if you can get a Jordan Clarkson without giving up a ton, like a Thad Young and a and a draft pick. Like yeah, let's. I would love someone like that on our team. So. 
I think that's kind of for, from a Utah perspective. Now, San Antonio is a whole other ball game because they're just young. They don't have pieces that people actually want. They just, they're young. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see that tomorrow. We're going to, it's tomorrow night, right? They had to play tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to see it. But of course they did get rid of one, uh, player recently, Josh Primo for other reasons. Other <laughs> Did you follow that story? No, I didn't. Oh, well, you didn't see that. Josh Primo drafted 12th last year. They cut him. They released him. Uh, apparently he was been flashing himself to a specific employee within the organization. <laughs> Shockingly, he cleared waivers. No one claimed him on waivers. That's harsh. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. That's a simple flashing. Uh, Come on. 19. 19. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that for those teams, that's a problem. But yeah, for the teams that are, um, sort of out kicking their coverage at the moment, which is Utah, I think you're just going to see them get blown up and probably get some pieces on the cheap. This is my guess. It's my yeah. guess. Yeah. Which would be great for us if we could snag one of those pieces. Yeah, it's true. True, it's true. I want, yeah. I want offense off the bench. That's what I want. Oh, yeah. Instant Auto Porter. Auto Porter's going to be your yeah. offense off the bench. Let's find out. <laughs> let's find out. Let's not forget Auto Porter Jr. was signed like slightly above the uh, veteran minute. Like, it's not like he was uber sought out because he was this game changing <laughs> yeah. piece. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I think it was a good, I think it's a good pickup for what we paid for him, but I don't, I don't know. I'm sure he's going to change. Rather, the we're, now we're going to kill him. No. Yeah. Um, all right, listen, backyard. Yep. Let's All go. Right. Last week. I got no feedback this week from Al or Brock that it was terrible se- segment last. So apparently we can keep doing it. Bart had uh, had New England over the Jets, riding my pats. They did well. Tennessee well over Houston, solid game. And then yes. a $25,000 mm-hmm. star lock. Jacksonville minus two and a half over Denver. Right. loss. But you know what? Let's. Uh, I need a slight reprieve on that. I First of all. No idea that game was in London. You, get, see, you know what? Then that's that. You know what? Then, then you got to do your homework. If you're well, the I, star, I agree. You gotta, I'm not playing star I'm lock. You should make sure. You should make I'm sure. Not, I'm just saying for the audience who, if there's anyone else there who jumped on that, which you probably should have, because I was adamant about it. Uh, I'm just saying, I didn't do my homework. I didn't know that game was in London, and I didn't think uh, Russell Wilson would be doing exercises in the middle of the plane, getting ready for the game. So I didn't know he was playing either. So slight. That's on me. That's on me. But stick with me because I got a good one for this week. Your locks are zero and two. Locks. You're two and one in the week. Makes you three and three for the season. Two one. Two one. Zero and two Let's on the locks. On that. Two and one. Last year we focused on locks. I don't know what to focus on anymore. <laughs> and then Kitch. Kitch. Uh, Third party Kitcher. He went uh, the under in Carolina Atlanta, which was way over. So that was a miss. Uh, Philly minus a ten half over Pittsburgh. Yes, riding the Eagles. That was good. And then Cincy Cleveland because we did this on Wednesday. It was under 46 and a half before they announced, oh, before they announced uh, oh, Chase was out. Chase was They got the 45. So we bet at the day of the game, we got 45, which will push. But because we got into I get the wins. Two and one, Kitch. Goes to four and two. Once again this year, Kitch is in the lead. Follow the money. Follow the money. Early, yeah, early, days. early days. Early days. All right. Uh, let's go with uh, Dennis on here, but he's sending his, his three unders. What are yep. they? So he's got Houston versus Philly under 44. He's got Chicago versus Miami under 44 and a half. And he's got New England versus Indy under 39. So Houston, Chicago, New England, all three of those as unders. Okay. Well, shocker. I'll lose that. Uh, so I'm up next. Yep. All right. Uh, terrible week for, for gambling, by the way. There's, this is a no fun week for sure. Spreads are mad. Like, think about Buffalo's 13 point favorite in New York against like the Jets. Who have been like sort of a Cinderella story? Oh, that's massive spread for a home dog. And, they, and then Houston's fourteen at home, 
against Philly. Like I get it, but that's a lot of points in the NFL to lay. Like, I could never, I, I could never go near any, and I wouldn't even want to, I wouldn't want to try and tease those down. Like that's just, those are oh, yeah. ugly. Did you have three, four team, four, three team, 12 point tees? That's what you get on that one. Pace like oh. minus 110, but, but yeah. Yeah, the fuck, like something bad's going to happen when you do that. Like if I'm doing four teams, I got to get to the plus sign. I can't be minus 110 for that. <laughs> can't be. All right, here we go. Uh, and I'm going to mix in my first uh, couple of overs. And I don't, I try to avoid over unders because I, I do think it's the ultimate crapshoot. Uh, but here we go. First play of the week is the Kansas City Chiefs over 46 and a half against the Tennessee Titans. Titans always score against Kansas City. They just do. I think Kansas City is going to score a ton. I love that over 40. I'm surprised it's only 46 and a half. I like that. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I, I like that one. Uh, second over Tampa Bay Buccaneers over 42 and a half against the Rams. That was, that was my fourth, that was my fourth pick. That was my fourth pick. I was going to do that. Was my, that was my I do, I do like that. I like and that you're going to like this catch. Get the coins out. Producer John, get the coins out. 25 star thousand. 25, wait, 25, 25 star. 25 star. We don't want 25 star. You want 25,000 star lock. Play of the week. I'm riding. I'm riding Billy Belichick at home. Oh. <laughs> rookie QB, five and a half. I'm taking the Pats in an ugly 14 to six final. Patriots <laughs> minus five and a half. Lock it up. Why don't you just hear that, under? Ike? Lock it just, up. Why don't you take the under? It's a little safer. No. <laughs> love the Pats. The uh, last time you loved the Pats, they played Chicago in the Monday Nighter. And then last week you went to like the Pats and they won that one. And now you're back loving the, love the, I don't like you loving the Pats again. I don't, There's two I don't out of three lockups. They've never lost two 25,000 star locks played in a row. They've never <laughs> in the history of this event. Uh, I wish you'd just, I wish you'd get off my team. Just, just get go somewhere else. <laughs> they won last week comfortably. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. On to, uh, on you, to you have to go. Oh, did I not say mine? You didn't give your picks. Oh, it's, oh, you're going last. Right. You're right. Oh, right I did. Dead air. John, can you cut out that dead air? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I, got, pop. I got I got Minnesota Vikings over the Washington Minnesota. Redskins. Minus three and a half. That seems light. I'm I'm I don't know. I'm not totally bought into the oh. into the into the dead skin. And uh, and they got like, who, did Minnesota, who, who did Minnesota picked up uh, Hawkinson today, didn't they? Yeah, they got Hawkinson off Detroit. Troy just gave up their sweet so Hawkson was fifth pick overall. They just gave him up, and that was two years ago. They just gave Are you him up. Sure, yeah. They traded their tight end Hawkinson. Yeah, no, they gave they him up for a second and fourth round draft pick. Let me, you know what? Let me check that. That's yeah, I think that's, that's off. a thousand percent. And and I like it just shows you that organization Detroit is so messed up, messed up. Why why they and they traded him inter division. They gave gave him the inter division. So a guy who was fifth overall, decent tight end, gave him up for a second and fourth round pick. So I'm going Minnesota with with the new Hawkinson over Washington minus three and a half. Wow. Okay. Cincy. Right. I'm going Cincy versus Carolina under the 43. I think that's going under 43. I think this defense defense is going to show up for uh, Carolina. Cincy defense Cincy. is going to show up. That that was a that was a nothing uh, money. The money nighters are not been kind to the betting accounts. No. And sure haven't. My third one is the the new revamped defense Baltimore Ravens over New Orleans minus two and a half. I can't believe that less than a field goal you're getting the Ravens over the Saints. I, I know it's in New Orleans, but geez, like who do the who is New Orleans have? And, and the Ravens are the and that they, they they picked up the guy from Chicago, the the DB from Chicago, who is the top tackler top in tackler. the league. 
top tackler yeah. in the league, and they got him on. So I'm going to ride. And I ride the 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 roster changes um, for uh, for the Ravens there. Well, I'll tell you, it's funny. Like there for a trade deadline, which you don't usually see in the NFL, there's a ton of activity. You're right, Hawks into Minnesota. That shocks me. Jesus, yeah. Detroit. <laughs> what are you doing? doing? I know. I know. What they get for him? A second and fourth. Second round and a fourth round. Well, that's second a, fourth. That's not bad for a tight. That's not horrible, but that's. I don't know. He's a, he, he, was a, he was your fifth pick overall. Fifth pick overall. You'd think you'd want him for a couple of years. Yeah. He's not bad. And he, he's he's not in a couple bad. of games, too. I know. Yeah. A couple of games. You got Jared Goff throwing to him. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. All right. Okay. All well, right. thank you. All right. There are your picks. Yeah. Uh, all right. Listen, quickly. What drives? What drives me crazy? So we, we are on now. We have tickets now to the Raptors, and there's the odd game we can't uh, go to. So I am now dealing with Ticketmaster. Because what happens is, what happens is you get you get the tickets in your account, so it comes in your account, and then if you can't go to a game, you want to sell the ticket, then all you do is hit a little button beside your ticket that says sell, and the ticket pops up on the Ticketmaster site, and when somebody goes on that site, they can hit buy, and it goes right to their Ticketmaster account, and now they have the tickets for the game. So think of that. You put them, you hit sell button. Seems simple. They hit a buy button, and, and it's all done computer. So there's no there's no manual entry there. Well, wait. So, well, sorry. And for the low, low price of twenty percent of the ticket value. Wow! Hang on, hang on. Oh, my, it's my drive you crazy. What are you oh, sorry, about? sorry. Well, I thought you were missing. Usually, you lack. No, details. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. All right, sorry. So, sorry. so for this, for this, so let's. If I go to sell my seat, say at five hundred bucks a seat, they take ten percent off of that. So they take a ten percent fee for I say doing nothing for, for actually for providing me with the technology. So they got the technology out there, which is already in place. They take it. And then when that seat gets listed, the buyer pays a 20% fee to buy that ticket. So there's 30% in fees that go into this. So, so if I look at this, my $500 ticket, it gets put on the site. Somebody has to pay 600 bucks to buy that with all the fees embedded. And I only get 450 back. So if a $500 ticket, Ticketmaster gets 150 of that $500. It's a thirty percent. That it, that when I saw that for the first time yesterday, I'm like, oh my god, this is ridiculous! Like the fact that they think, gouge uh, people that much. Do you think the mob is running all the ticket resale oh, sites? For sure, somebody, somebody, yeah, for sure. There's you know, not only did they charge us extraordinarily to get the tickets from MLSE, and now they who work with Ticketmaster now rake you on that end too. Like it is, uh, you it know, is criminal. It, it it is it is ridiculous. Um, and it got me thinking because we actually ran into a uh, China seller tickets last night. did not go great. We're not, no. We weren't recouping. Didn't recoup any of our costs there. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? There needs to be a better methodology. You know what we should do? Assuming we ever get a listenership, that's what we should do. We should just sell our tickets on the pod. Yeah. 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 For sure. Well, you know what? All 3,000 buyers out there would be perfect. <laughs> well, you know, or – Someone to so we sell them to somebody who we're not otherwise going to just take anyways, like a Deno or an Orso oh, yeah. or an Ike. Oh, yeah, that that like, that, that, yeah. that, lo- that lowers no the numbers. That yeah, lowers that's, numbers. That's no, yeah, that's no good. Uh, so yeah, but I think that's because that it doesn't make sense to pay oh. those fees. There's got to be a way to get those tickets to say, hey, we're going to cut these guys out. We'll get you the tickets. Yeah. But then I think when you transfer your tickets, should ha- I, I don't know, but it is ridiculous. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. But nowadays, so, it's so easy to transfer on. tickets. So yeah, it's you just you transfer tickets to an email address. You just type in the email address; it goes right to that person. It's yeah. crazy. It's great. All right, well, good one. Listen, you know what, John? Let's get that. that that's that's a good TikTok cut. That one, Ticketmaster Raptors. People people buy into that. That'll that'll get us some views on that on the tick on the talk <laughs> on the t- on the TOK <laughs> right. as I start call the it. cameras. Start the cameras. That's what, yeah, that's <laughs> that's what people call it. Right? The TOK. The TOK. I, I guess. Um, so. <laughs> all right, for me. 
and maybe it's not the same in civilized parts of the world. I don't know. Uh, but in Bermuda, if you get a referral from your GP to a specialist, uh, and it's the first time you're seeing the specialist, I, I always struggle with, I then have to take this clipboard and then rifle all of my information onto the piece of paper and then give it back to them. Like they have no idea who I am. But I just want to get why, if I'm getting the referral from my doctor, can all that information not be transported to, yeah, you know what? I haven't had a heart attack yet. I don't have asthma. Right? I have no allergies to medicine. Why can't that all be like, why do I have to get the form? And then when you get all those little things like, all, have you ever had this? And then there's 90 different options. And then you have to tick every one to say, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. And by the way, no one's reading that. When I hand it back no. to the nurse at the new, at the, at the new, uh, doctor, guess what? That goes into some garbage bin that no one gives a shit about. So I just no, don't understand. It goes in your being files. Referred, it goes in your files. So when you have a heart attack and you're in there laying on the table, yeah. they're like, they're like, Oh my God, he is allergic to penicillin. Look at this. Oh. He, took this. he ticked it. Yes. All right. We got to fix oh, that. Now. Yeah. Uh, he, he doesn't have a metal plate in his head. Oh, <laughs> oh I had no idea. Um, but yeah, I just thought that dry, it, I was sitting there filling this form out, literally tensing up going, this is fucking crazy. And here I am <laughs> before my appointment. I got to sit there and felt this. It makes no sense. That should all be available to them. Or when they get the referral, they should go, is there anything wrong with this fucking dude that we should know about? My doctor should go, no, he's perfect. Take him. All right, good. We're done. Mr. Bart, why is your blood pressure 220 over over 170? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, only, only when I'm filling out the form. Yeah. Only when I'm filling out the form. That's why. That's why. So yeah, there you go. I would like that. I would like that little piece to change. I get you. I, I, that's yeah. so true. That is so true. How about, know, how about with technology nowadays? Them and, them and the rental car companies. Like, let's move forward. Let's move forward. Yeah. I, yeah. Dot matrix. We're still dot matrixing. I know. I know. Um, all right, kids. Listen, you go to the airport. I got to have dinner. Uh, what do you have for AOB? Anything exciting? I got a great AOB. You'll like, you'll like oh. it, actually. You'll, oh, you'll did you like say it. so yourself? Sure. So, I drive, so I'm driving to I, – I, I drove to Florida this weekend. I drive my parents' car down every year, take it down. They fly Speaking down. They technology. Pick, they, yeah. they, they pick it up and, uh, and uh, drive to their place. So I'm getting – on day two of the trip, and I um, got through some back roads, and I come back out to the, the highway and think, I'm kind of low on gas, but I'll get back on, on I-75, um, and I'll, I'll be able to fill up with gas. So I get I get back on the highway on I-75. Well, it spits me out just north of Atlanta. And if you ever driven through Atlanta, it is a shit show. Like, it is probably the, – the, so now I'm on – it's a Saturday afternoon. There's eight, lanes of, there's eight lanes of traffic, and we're crawling. And my gas gauge is going yeah. down, down, down. I'm like, holy God, I should have stopped the last one. And, and I'm thinking, I'm going to run out of gas. So finally, I'm, I'm going, okay, it gets to a point where I'm thinking, I'm probably getting next to, next to nothing left here. So I pull off on some street to downtown Atlanta. I'm driving to downtown oh, Atlanta. So, so I Google I – Google, the closest gas station, when I get off there, it says three kilometers straight ahead. So perfect. So I'm going through there. It's a ghost town. Nobody's around. I'm getting, I get about a kilometer and a half in, pull up to the light. All of a sudden, car stops. You're out. I'm out. I'm out. No I'm out. way. <laughs> I'm a kilometer and a half in, and I'm out of gas. So now i got to put the car in neutral and kind of roll it back. It's halfway up a hill. I'm going to roll it back down the hill off to the side of the road. So now, now I'm sitting on the side of the road in downtown Atlanta. 
it's there's not stores around this place. So there's no store fronts around that. There's some buildings with great big steel bars on every window, and and there's at least five homeless guys that are sleeping on the sidewalk surrounding where I where my car is. I got a car full of full packed of stuff. I got two a bike rack in the back with two bikes. I got five thousand dollars cash in my wallet. I'm thinking. Oh my God! This is this is where it all ends. So I call I call emergency services. I'm like, and here I, I'm like a white SUV in this in this part in this part of town. There's not a yeah, lot of other white SUVs in this part of town. It was yeah. it was like it was crazy. So I I I, uh, I call up this emergency. I Google emergency services. Call right. Away. I said, listen, I need some gas right away. And the guy the guy goes, well, I can be there within 15 minutes. I go, okay, 15 minutes. All right. Bring me some gas. I'm right on this corner. This corner. Oh, hold okay. it. What, hold it. Who are you? Who are you calling? What emergency service? Just emergency general? road. Emergency roadside service. You just Google that, and it's and nearest one, cl- the closest one to me, and oh. that that was the closest emergency roadside service that was to, to me. So he goes, "I can get you gas within 15 minutes." Perfect. So I'm sitting there. So I can't I'm believe like, that. You know, what? that actually impresses me that that exists and that it works <laughs> in the in that part of Atlanta. Well, yeah, it worked. It worked in Atlanta too when we when the when the RV battery died. Same thing. I'm a, I'm a pro at this service now. I use it all the time. So I'm sitting there in the car. I'm and I'm on high alert now. I'm looking through my rearview mirrors and looking all around. And all of a sudden, this guy in a dark Dodge Charger pulls up beside me, pulls in front of me, and then backs up so he's about six inches from my front bumper. Yeah. Puts the flashers on. Puts the flashers on and hops out of his car. And I'm like. I like. I have no ability to, to to escape here. I have no gas. I can't go anywhere. So he hops out and walks in front of my car and walks into this building. Well, it's an apartment building that's probably five stories high. The gate's all broken to the front. The front door of the building is all sideways. There's garbage everywhere. And I'm like, holy crap! He's going to get his. He's going to get his buddies. So, I and, and now it's about the 17 minute mark. I sit there. So I get on my phone. I I, I text the guy, this emergency service guy who's been texting me. I said. Are you able to find me? Are you close? Like, what's going on? He responds, I forgot that I did a gas delivery earlier this morning. He forgot he did a gas delivery this morning. So I had to stop and get some gas. But it's saying about 12 minutes. So I'll, I'll stop by you um, in 12 minutes' time. So I, my response is, not overly comfortable sitting here. Thanks. Have some guys lurking around. So now now I know I'm in for another 12 minutes of this. I think, well, I can easily get rolled in 12 minutes. <laughs> so then this, this homeless guy comes up and he's on my passenger side window and he's scratching on my window. With like he's just he's looking at me and he's scratching on my window and, and I, I don't what do you do I haven't I'm not trained for that I haven't any training on what to do with homeless guys and they're scratching on your windows. <laughs> no, so, if there's anyone who's not trained, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I'm, lo- I'm looking at that, and about five minutes later, the guy in the Dodge Charger comes out, and this this is not a, a pleasant looking dude. He comes out, looks at me, hops in his car, and drives away. So I'm guessing his buddies didn't want to didn't want to rob me, which is which is perfect. So finally, I I I get the I get back to the. Uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm on the clocks. I'm watching. I'm watching. Also, the guy pulls up. Phil's like, he was like, I just got enough gas for you to get to the nearest station. So the station's like another. I go. I know where the station is. It's a, it's a kilometer and a half up the road. So I get in my car. I go up to the station. I pull in. It's like a. It's like a quick stop station, but and it's got all kinds of stuff inside. But you can't go inside. You walk up to the yeah. steel the steel bar at the front of the station. You say, "Yeah, I'd like some Lay's chips. I'd like a Snickers bar, and and here's seventy bucks for gas." And the guy goes in the store and pulls that out for you and gives it to you. Like, yeah, you you're not that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to go in the store. 
so I get this. I bet he goes, how much, how much, how much gas? You I got no idea. I go, well, 70 bucks, give me 70 bucks. I put the gas in it. It only takes 56 bucks worth of gas. Who cares? <laughs> I got that 14 bucks was money. Well, spent. I got the heck out of Atlanta back on fifties. I could have been happier to be back at I 75 crawling at 10, 10 miles an hour. So that was my, that was my AOP. All for trying to stretch another 30 kilometers of gas. This is, this is a story that my wife would tell me. How do you ever run out of gas? In, listen, first time I've ever done, that is the first time I've ever done it. Yeah. At your, at your stage of life, it's unacceptable. <laughs> the, is, pro, the problem being is, is I didn't realize. So, you know, like I've always had cars when they, when they, when it gets to E, you got about 40 or 50 kilometers. Well, my parents' yeah. car, when it gets to E, you have one kilometer. Oh, it's your parents' car. And it's probably not the latest technology. <laughs> no, it probably is. It isn't. Yeah, it, not, the, yeah. the, rate, the, the thing that the gauge that tells you how but much you have still, left, the gauge still. that tells you how much left, when it gets to 30 kilometers, it, it disappears. It goes to nothing. I, I know. Don't, don't blame Harry and Caroline. This is, this is one's on you. you know, I, oh, it's totally this, on that was totally on me. That could have gone. This could have been a solo. Could've this could have been, been a solo pod. Could have horribly wrong. Horribly oh, my God. Wrong. Producer John could have a full-time spot here pretty soon. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. Good thing you weren't Kentucky. Um, that's a cheap shot at Kentucky, Ross. I'm kidding. It would have been fine. Um, but uh, AOB, what I, I don't really have much other than you TikTok. Uh, you want to talk TikTok? Oh, TikTok. We brought well, I kind of mentioned it earlier. Um, so we're out there on, on TikTok at at Borderline Raptors. I think that's what that's what it is, right, John? Oh, oh here it is. Oh, oh, is that uh, I'll be interested to see if anyone heard that. Yeah, so Apple Line Rap with TikTok, which uh, producer John is splicing little tidbits in this uh, from the pod each week, putting it out there. And it's amazing. Um, we had a, a nurse segment last week where we kind of questioned his uh, whininess. Um, man, people did not like that. We got, it, it blew up. It blew up like 6,000 views, I think, something like that. 6,500 views. 6,000. What's that? No, it's not. <laughs> what? Eight, 18, 18. Look 000. at us. We're going viral, baby. Um, do we, 18, do, any, do any of those people our, listen to the pod? On OGs, 7,100. <laughs> hey, listen, but you know what? Like I say in anything, the best things are when people, do, like, it, people, want they want the shit in their lives right they hurt it's like any tv show i, I need the darkness if it's a dark tv show i'm gonna watch it um and if you and one other area the bermuda golf uh, the bermuda butterfield uh pga tour uh event just finished just completed which is a very uh costly one for me because brian gay so i have brian gay to finish top 10 i bet him on saturday he's like fifth going into sunday i bet him top 10 four to one so no, it's going into Saturday. He was four to one to finish top ten, but he was like fifth or sixth. On after day three, so Saturday, he is T fifth. Like I'm laughing. I am <laughs> laughing. Uh four to one. Bogies fifteen, sixteen, the par five, which is seventeen, playing like a par four, straight down win. So I think he was the only guy on the on the uh, who played that day who did not birdie seventeen. And then he's got a birdie 18 to get me T10, tie T10. Doesn't hit the green of the approach. And then I swear to God, didn't lip out, but it looked, the whole chip the whole way looked like it was going in. Missed it. <laughs> T11, no money for me. <laughs> and you actually followed him. Did you follow him for the last four holes? Oh, I told you. I went down. Like, I didn't, that's the only golf I saw all weekend. I was in the, I was in the corporate tent the entire week. Did not see anything. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go watch this little 
fucker play 18. They could, no. Yeah, that was, that was costly. That was costly. Did you tell him? Did you let him know? I, no, I would, you know, I, it's, listen, it's a golf term. I have a little, I have a little cooth. Don't let the uh, tank top fool you. Don't let the tank top, no shirt. I have a little cooth. Yeah, yeah, you do like, right? a, do a bit like a gangster tonight, you do. I do, totally do. You know, I could be in Atlanta. I could be Atlanta right you now. Could, you could be. Yeah. Sleeping on the sidewalk. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Looking for stall cars. Uh, all right, listen, time to go. All right, quick, take it away, Kwai. Kawhi up top, looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win!